0: You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex.
1: In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life,
0: whatever that looks like for you. Hope y'all enjoy.
1: We often suppress our feelings without even thinking about it. How can we retrain ourselves to honor our feelings and let ourselves experience them without just brushing them off?
0: Questions that need answers.
1: Man, we got millions of those.
0: Right. As usual. Um, Hey, everybody. Uh, Welcome to Carly's Couch. Uh, Although she's not on a couch. This is Alexia's couch. Actually, damn, it ain't my couch neither. This
1: is Whitey's couch. But
0: don't worry about where I'm at. I don't know. (laughs) who. First of all, Whitey, you got to have so much context to even mention her name. Exactly. See, it don't even matter. (laughs) No, real ones know. Half the listeners, (laughs) that know you know. Um, But yeah, I am virtual today i am in Dallas recording this but i'll be back by the time you're listening to this everybody so hope you're having a good start to your week or week whatever day you listen to this um and as carly kind of gave the synopsis of what we're going to talk about today i'm kind of excited or interested in this i think it's weird carly that i'm like 36 years old and it's like oh i have feelings <laughs> oh i don't know how to <laughs> think about them or how to express them it's so crazy but like also it's so interesting and weird how it goes to show like as adults like you'd be thinking adults know what's going on and have it together by certain ages or whatever and it's like man you really life is really just a whole process of unlearning um learning and unlearning so um I thought that was very interesting but excited to talk about feelings and how to feel them
1: man Yeah. And that's funny because I'm always going to have had feelings, but I don't, I think that it's a skill that we're not taught to learn how to process them and to deal with them in healthy ways and to not let them build up or not to Mm -hmm. explode on people. It's like, it's an entire process and I've always had all the feelings. So that's not new, but figuring out how to process and deal with them is, and it blows me how our parents had kids. They had us when they were our age Mm -hmm. and they had jobs and they were managing kids and feelings and who trying to figure out who they were. And our generation is different because like a lot of us are still, you know, single or not married or married and not have kids. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we still have had a lot of time to get to know ourselves and to continue healing and growing. So I think it's very interesting, but I'm glad that these conversations are coming up because they're so necessary. And this is what allows us to break those genera- generational curses and allows us to be like the best versions of ourselves. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I want to know too, like you said, you've always felt the feelings um, and that you still learn to process them. But in my experience, it's not even like I'm all the way at square one with that, where it's not even about processing them. I don't acknowledge them a lot of times or know what they are or don't even let them Slightly come above the surface at all, um, and so for me, it's even it's more interesting too to think about like, oh, is there like I don't I literally will not know what they are. So sometimes if um, it's like, oh, how are you feeling? Which <laughs> I told my partner because I hate when people are like, what's wrong? And I'm like, man, nothing's wrong. And then it makes you have more of an attitude if you don't think something's wrong. But I realize, and it's interesting. He said this like, yo, I'm more in tune with your feelings than you are he's like I know when something's wrong or off and but I'll get mad if he's like what's wrong I'm like man nothing's wrong and it's like why well, am I like not okay with something being wrong or I'll be like nothing's wrong and then um I've told him to say you know what instead of asking me that can you just be like well how do you feel <laughs> so it's always funny now he'll be like man what's how do you feel <laughs> and, and but now even when he says that, I'm like damn I don't know but like the other day kind of got into it wasn't really like argument but i was like man how do you feel i was like man i don't know and i started talking but then the more like got heated up heated up and i was like yeah and i forgot what it was i was like yeah and you didn't clean up the blah 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 blah." he's like oh so that's what's actually wrong and i was like oh damn i didn't even." In my head, when I had came in and saw the mess, I'm just making up a scenario because I don't remember what it was exactly. But when I saw the mess, I told myself, like, like, in my head, I was like, man, I'll never clean stuff up. You know, I was upset for real. But then I told myself, like, I shouldn't be upset about this. It's his house. Like, it's not my business. So you do whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, I'm telling myself not to feel that. And, but I have the outward, like, obvious attitude or whatever. So then it takes so long to even uncover that. And then for him to get upset now to be like, man, you know, you could have just expressed it or said that and you never want to talk about whatever. And I'm like, actually, I didn't even realize, I need you to know I didn't even realize I was for real upset about that. Or like I didn't, I was lying to myself or I wasn't acknowledging. And it sounds crazy though. Like, I mean, not for real crazy, but I also understood like to another person that does sound wild. It's like, or you could have just said that, but in my head, I'm like, it actually took us like, starting from A and then, like, starting to argue for me to realize, like, oh, I actually was upset, more upset about that than I tried to act like or acknowledge, Um, and then I had to explain that, too, like, you know what, I'm just realizing that, like, so maybe there is something where it's, like, when you're, like, what's wrong or how do you feel, Um, maybe I, even if it's something small, but it's something that's probably frustrating me, you know how guys be as, any little whatever thing you be like oh god like for why <laughs> um but it's like okay maybe i do need to be like something's wrong obviously what is it like what's bothering me instead of acting like no it's nothing man um, which i've told myself it is and that so that was like a long way of kind of saying like where i am where i notice, like i literally don't even know or acknowledge that i'm feeling the thing until it comes out and it's like oh man now i'm actually recognizing that that's happening
1: man so just so you know on both sides of the spectrum like you you know have been suppressing feelings or not feeling them or just recognizing it i've always had them but i'm in the same boat so i was gonna say it's synchronistic it's so synchronistic The because i had a conversation with someone that i'm dating and the other day because he was like what's wrong i got attitude i was like bro nothing's wrong like i'm fine like leave me alone like i'm good and they just he kept asking me. i was like bro he's like are you sad about something And I was like, well, damn, maybe now, like I started thinking, what could I be sad about? What am I not recognizing? And so we got into it, but we came out on the other side. It's like, how about you just tell me, I'm just feeling kind of off today. Or Mm -hmm. I I have something going on. I don't know what it is. He was like, but that way I can know, you know, where you are and know how to move. He's like, because right now it's like, you know, I can tell something is different about you but you don't know what it is yet to communicate that to me. And so that puts us like in a weird place. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that it's, it's <laughs> that all of us here trying to learn how to feel our feelings and figure out what the hell's going on.
0: Yeah. I've, I've progressed too to actually saying that, I'm like, you know what, something's I'm just kind of off, but also that's not news. Like, like I already knew that part. Um, and it still feels like it's not adequate enough sometimes or it's like, you know, everybody communicates kind of differently. Some people it's like, I, let me figure it out. Like, for example, like if a kid, uh it's nervous or scared or something like and you ask like what's wrong they might go like, ah, and then like they don't know what the fuck how to explain it and sometimes that's how it feels but then always later I'm like okay boom 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 um and for some people they know and they can just say it and maybe that's being more in in the first place um I don't know if that's being more in or just how you communicate or what but everybody is kind of different with that
1: yeah, I was about to say, I don't think it's just being in tune because I would consider myself very in tune with my emotions, mm-hmm. but sometimes I still get triggered by something and, and it takes me a minute to figure out what happened. It's like, I feel uh-huh. it, but it's like, oh, where did it come from? And that's what I'm trying to figure out because I don't ever want to like, uh-huh. when I share things, especially with a partner, like an intimate partner, I don't want it to like come off like, you know, I'm taking stuff out on them or them like I'm very like conscious mm-hmm. about figuring my own stuff out. But I also I realize, you know, sharing it with somebody can help you get better at it. But mm-hmm. what do you think?
0: Well can, let me us. go ahead.
1: Because okay, I would say good.
0: one other thing regarding yeah, to it. that is that one thing I've also recognized maybe within the last six months or I don't know, kinda of recently, fairly recently in life, but one thing I recognize is that I often feel ashamed of having the feelings. Like if I'm upset at something they're doing, I even if it's like let's say they left a mess, they always leave a mess after they cook. But I feel a ashamed for feeling some kind of way of like, damn, I shouldn't care about that. Or If you feel a little jealous, like you saw them liking something or doing something and you feel a little, you know, you might have a little attitude, but it's like, damn, Mm -hmm. I feel ashamed. Like, I don't, so I don't also don't want to admit or say like how I feel. And that's because, and I also don't want to acknowledge that I feel that because I feel like I shouldn't feel those things. So that's one of the things also that I notice where I might not talk about it because it's like, I feel like I should be, you know, above that feeling or, you know, not be feeling it in the first place.
1: Man, stop reading me. Um, yeah, I was just about to ask and you answered it. Like, well, what do you think? You know, what are some reasons why I mean why we might suppress our emotions Mm -hmm. or not share? And I think that's a big one. So being ashamed of them, I also am like, I shouldn't care that he's on his phone right now, or I shouldn't care Mm -hmm. about this. And we talk ourselves into suppression of feelings. But what are what are some other reasons why you think we're not great at showing them or why you might feel uncomfortable showing emotion?
0: I mean, I think most of it, probably like at least 80, 85% of it will come from like upbringing Um, and not even necessarily in a bad way, right? It's not, we're not saying like, oh, did your mom slap you every time you tried to, you know, cry or something? It doesn't have to be that hardcore because a lot of times I think we internalize our own version of like how we should be based off of just, you know, the things we we see them do or say. So for example, I think... um, one thing I heard from um, Natalie Lou's podcast, she was like, yeah, people who have a very obedience-focused home training, where you kind of know, like, you know, if your parents look at you a certain way, if they're like, hey, you know, get it together, like, you get it together, um, and that could be, like, if you're fidgeting in church, or it could be if you're doing the wrong thing, or, you know, moving around too much out in public and stuff, and, you know, it's it's always one of those things, especially with Black families, um also where it's like okay we really need to have home training right like when we're out in public we all we need to be even extra tighter like it's always like them white kids running around all over the place and even now we look around like "Mm," like they don't have no home training but that home training in air quotes from the people not listening is like the obedience training from your parents and it tells you almost like i need to be a certain way and like i have to keep things together or i need to you know behave which sure that's nice it is nice to behave But I think in the interim, you also kind of are learning not to act out, not to show out, not to express. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, I for sure, that's kind of with me. So it's not like my parents were like Nazis or anything about, you know, tighten up and walking the line and stuff like that. But you do learn, you need to keep it together and present in a certain way, in in a calm way um and also could be for your safety with a lot of black families as well yep. so between that and between needing to kind of show like you're not some barbarian or savage kids or whatever I think we kind of grow up sometimes where we really like are suppressed a little bit um with just the freedom like I really should like see the white kid running around Walmart and be like damn he gets to live his life Although you do also be like, damn, like, they are not, (laughs) they also need to sit down. But, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, it's okay to, like, let your kid be a kid and, you know, they're going to act out. Like, that's, that's how they are. I mean, I think there's a balance there that goes beyond just, like, you know, always, like, tighten up, tighten up, you know, and, and, you know, be a certain way.
1: Yeah. That makes me think about this, this lady I follow um, on social media, and she has, like, these very conscious conversations with her kids. Mm-hmm. Like, um, when her daughter, like, was freaking out one time, she was, like, instead of, like, yelling at her or spanking her or doing something, like, it pulled her to the side, like, how are you feeling? I'm angry. Okay, well, I need to let you know that you're in control of your mouth, and whatever you mm-hmm. say to mommy, like, that can hurt my feelings. So do you want to hurt me? She was like, no. Okay, well, how can we express our anger in a healthy way?
0: Yeah, you got to have like, a whole Yo. lot of patience for that, for Ooh, it to do baby. actual good parenting. <laughs> and I don't even know. Because <laughs> I be I get it, but also. Mm. Just
1: kid's around, like, oh. But yeah, to your point, I think so much of it is how we're raised and how we're socialized to be. Like, no talking in class. Like, no you, you mm-hmm. get in trouble, you know, you get suspended, you get sent to after school detention, if you in there acting out, if you get angry at somebody, we're not allowed mm-hmm. safe spaces of expression. So it's like, no wonder we struggle with how to process mm-hmm. emotions.
0: And even growing up, like, if you because there was always those, like, again, air quote, bad kids in school. And to be able to also like, as a kid, you may not know how to be expressed per se. But when you do act out, also, you're just being condemned and nobody's like really, really trying to dig deeper and help you like understand those things. Right. And so now you grow up the whole time and you're just your life is acting out or you're, you know, you move in a certain way where you've just never been acknowledged in a way to think about digging deeper or thinking about what's really going on or whatever. And it's usually always like something else going on, like, you know, it's trouble at home or in different areas mm-hmm. of their life, or whatever. Um, And so I think that pattern, you know, whether it's that you express, but you keep getting like kind of shunned or or it's not expressing in a different way that's not being acknowledged and or if you just grow up knowing like, oh, let me keep it together. Like both of those things are just teaching you throughout life to kind of suppress
1: yeah, and then it makes us uncomfortable whenever other people express their emotions. Mm-hmm. So- um Oof, and that's you know. me
0: too. <laughs> that's kind of one of the second things I learned because it was it was maybe a while back, like in maybe in therapy, like a few years ago, where I'm like, oh shit, I don't know how I feel. And I had to like really think about it. And now I'm realizing like very recently that I also feel some kind of way when other people express. And it's like, dang, why am I judging them? Or like, why do I think this is a bad thing? Like, and I'm, I learned that about myself. Like, oh, I think- it's inappropriate maybe not necessarily bad but I think it's inappropriate slash a bad thing when other people are like overly happy or like damn I like you've been here or um, overly upset or something like damn like why are you letting other people get to you and it's like why am I the damn emotions police like <laughs> that's how it feels and it's like oh no like I'm glad I'm realizing this because if I do have kids which I'm really not for us but you know it's like okay that's probably the type of parenting that also brings another person who's like that <laughs> because you're always telling them like yo don't do that or you know snap it, snap it together um and I realized like I'm that person now
1: yeah it's interesting because I'm okay with certain emotions like being expressed but then I am the emotions police police in my head on other stuff mm-hmm. so I like just thinking probably, about it. and also if you
0: feel shame about some of yours then that's also why you're it's like you feel like you want to tell somebody else like yo you don't feel like that or it's okay or whatever
1: Mm -hmm. And also, I've always been, like, the. what does Stacey Ann call me? She doesn't call me sensitive, but she calls me um, real-time, something about real-time emotions. She was like, you are the Mm -hmm. most real-time emotions having person I've ever met in my life. Um, (laughs) Really? But, yeah, like, because I'm I'm sensitive. I'm a very Mm -hmm. sensitive person, but um, I've always been, like, made fun of that. So when I was little, like, my cousins always, like, used to get on to me for, you know, having feelings and being Mm -hmm. that person and, and all that so we just don't do that so probably and you know me feeling like I have to keep it together and have to present a certain way and then also getting teased and made fun of is like now when I see other people doing it the same thing is like pull it together bro like get it together mm-hmm. but it's like inside i
0: be
1: <laughs> sniffling and yeah. stuff myself
0: I um my partner hates I always like want to say like he's emotional but then when I say that he gets emotional and it's like Man, it's not emotional like I hate when people call us emotional and talk about cancers and stuff. I hate when people call cancer emotional. When I'm emotional, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just, uh, what do you say? not even passionate, but something else too. And he's like, emotions, people always use emotions to describe somebody in a negative way, so don't call me emotional. And I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not saying that it's negative, but like, look at you right now, like, and it doesn't register. So I just don't say it anymore. Like, I just, like, okay, you have being passionate right now or whatever, but um, it's like, I guess because, also to him, and I guess in, in general, that's the reality of the situation is that people view emotional as a not a good thing. And I know I do, right? Like, even if I looked at like old tweets and stuff, I talk about like, why are y'all so emotional? Or, you know, like you really do see it as like a, not a good thing. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, let me actually acknowledge that people do see it that way. But also when I'm saying that to him, I'm like, no, I'm just talking about like right now, the fact that I said those words and now you're like, oh, uh. and it's, I'm not necessarily it's bad, but I could tell you like really feel the things. Um, but that's not a bad thing, um, and I don't know how to, like, retrain myself exactly to, to get to there, but I definitely notice things now more where I'm aware, like, oh, I'm trying to suppress somebody. It's easier for me to know I'm trying to suppress somebody else. Um, I've been with a, two different therapists. I just switched maybe in the last four or five months, and the other lady I'd been with like for a while weekly and then it took you know it was like every other month or something like every few months type thing so it's not like I'm in there every week with her or was but you know I never felt moved in like a session or anything and I think I'd only talked to my new one maybe three times this might have been the second or third time I talked to her and I was actually this is like the first time like in a session I was like damn I'm I'm about to cry and like I didn't want to talk you know when, when you could tell you if you say anything it's gonna be like <laughs> <And> so I, <laughs> I was like mm, you know you're just sitting there like mm. <laughs> but like my eyes are getting watery, my throat's getting all dry and and the fact that even in those times I'm like shit like damn I don't I do not want to like be crying like like I don't want to be doing that and I don't want to feel what it like the sadness or the disappointment or whatever and it's like but I also felt like I was like, damn, that was good though, because I've never actually gotten emotional in a session. But to do that, was like, I actually had like, not had a breakthrough, but like I had actually connected some dots and I was like, oh shit, like, and the way she talks to me is really like, I be feeling like she going through the same thing. She'd be like, yeah, I get that, me too. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like we both have the same exact <laughs> like problems. I'm like, oh, all right. And one time, like she be, she be crying. I'm like, you know, I can tell she's getting emotional more than me sometimes. But the fact that of it is, like, it was just weird and interesting. Like, yeah, I've never done that. And I have, I do, have not cried. Like, the only person I have cried, actually, in front of my partner a few times. Like, I, I don't know why I don't care in that scenario. But um, it just feels bad. It feels weird. It feels out of control, maybe. Um, so that may be a thing if you're a control person, going back to your question way back about, like, what keeps us suppressed. Um, but I just think it's so interesting that, like, I will do anything it takes to not feel like if we're having a deep convo and I start to kind of feel like oh this might kind of make me feel some kind of way I start fit I'll start fidgeting I'll I'll redirect the conversation like she'd be catching me like oh you you start talking about something else um, and it's like I just don't I want to avoid that because it just doesn't feel good or natural to me.
1: Man, but you're talking about you don't know how to retrain yourself. You're retraining yourself. First of all, shout out to your therapist. That's amazing. Um, you're yeah, you she's know, so and shout fire. Shout out to she's, you. She's so much also. more fire. <laughs> I'm glad you deserve, but also shout out to you for even being willing to face that. And also going back, like recognizing that the fact that you were almost in tears was like a sign of growth. Like that's a, well, good thing. I ain't
0: been back since then yet, but you know, but
1: you'll be back and it's okay. Um, But even crying in front of your partner, I think that when people show their emotions and they're vulnerable um, and they're show their passions, cause I'm the same way. I'm like, don't call, cause I, I get called like angry or like upset a lot. And I'm like, no, I'm just passionate. Like when I'm passionate about something, I'm loud, I'm intense. It just is. And then be like, okay, well, you're coming across as angry. I'm like, no, I'm not angry at all. You just perceive me mm-hmm. as that. But you also have to be willing to whatever people think. But so I think ways to return yourself is awareness. Like you said, that's the first thing. When you're suppressing mm-hmm. your own, but also suppressing other people. And then being willing to dive into that uncomfortability. Like you have to feel your feelings, but because you're new to yeah, this that's the part I have it's gonna take time. Yeah, and that's okay. And that's okay. Ain't no rush to do that. And I think it's important to recognize when we're suppressing ourselves. And for me, a big thing that I notice is I start to talk myself off that ledge. Like if I'm really upset about something and I'm crying, I'm like, it's okay. You know, it's, it's going to be okay. Everything happens for a reason. And I try to like mm-hmm. make myself look at the positives to, not, so to avoid feeling the emotion. I'm like, Oh, everything always works out in the end. I don't have to, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay. And so I think that's a good check also with yourself. Like every time some, some terrible sucky, something just fucking sucks. Like you can't, yeah. there's no way around it. Like something sucks. You got broken up with, you lost a client. You really enjoy You just had a terrible fucking day. Like one of those days when you walk out the door and your belt loop gets stuck on the door handle. you be like, yeah. that. Kind
0: of- <laughs> <like, "God>, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: everything is worse. Um, It's okay to just sit in that for a moment. And that's something that I'm learning. And I, like I said, I, I consider myself very well-versed in feeling feelings. And even I like notice, me trying to make it all better and like look at the sunny thing and not actually feel the feelings which is the point um of like meditation they say like the first Mm -hmm. level is like learning how to clear your head the second level is learning how to sit in your shit and to feel Mm
0: -hmm. it Mm -hmm. yeah um i think there's a few ways that we do what you're talking about where it's like you try to like fast forward to where you think you should be or or to the positive and thinking positive Um, whether that's there's a reason for everything Um, oh man it's probably for the best or you know they probably wasn't gonna end up working anyway or it's like you tell yourself all those things and it's okay to just be like damn like this does not feel good regardless and so now what does that look like like what does that look like to not just feel that but like and not necessarily the process either maybe it is feeling it like what does that look like to be like all right, I'm, I'm to first acknowledge I'm angry right now and then what like
1: um it can be uh different things so let's just say like you're frustrated and upset like you're just like irritable like um I would say to notice how it feels in your body like if you're just irritable and people are like what's wrong you're like I'm like in your head I don't know nothing whatever but if you're sitting with yourself mm-hmm. to recognize what you're feeling and the feelings will actually helps me. Um, we posted a long time ago, but it actually helps me try to figure out how I'm feeling. Cause sometimes I don't know, mm-hmm. but then. it's the first there, good
0: sign. Cause you know, when it, you feel, well, maybe something. Yeah. You know, like I always know I'm like, man, I'm, I'm not in a good mood or I'm feeling off. And, or I know how it kind of feels when I'm like trying to, to suppress it, like when you start getting like a little tight in the chest or some, you know, dry throat or whatever. But I may not stop to think about it because I'm trying my best to already like avoid something. Um, mm-hmm. so now let's say you feel that in your body or you feel kind of like uh oh, something's a little off, then mm-hmm. what?
1: I would say just try to stay present with your body. So for example, let's say I was really sad about something, um and all of a sudden I start noticing like, oh, I feel sad. So I identify that I feel sad. I'm like, man, I have a knot in my chest. Like, I feel like I'm about to start crying. And then my brain is like, but it's going to be okay. Stop that. Stop all of that Mm. chatter. Whenever your brain starts to try to just like get you out of it, either by like telling you it's going to be okay, or by starting to make up a scenario. Like, for example, have you ever felt sad and like not known why? Like our brain will try to start to make stories. It's like, oh, well, you know, somebody didn't call me back yesterday. So it's like mm. we start to intellectualize our feelings, like, oh, I feel like this because of X, or I feel like this because of Y, and that's another way of not feeling our feelings, which sounds crazy, but we get Because you're feelings. trying to
0: make too much sense of things.
1: Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, I
0: definitely do that, because this brain is brain almost has. similar to, um, um, oh, what have we talked about before, where it's like you try to achieve your way through things. It's like, mm-hmm. if anything that's happening, you want to be able to explain it, or like... Mm-hmm make it make sense that sounds kind of like also um like kind of how he talks in like untethered soul where it's like you know your body your mind is constantly trying to make it make sense and you can either like do all this extra to like go around it or it's like how can we actually just go right into it and like let us feel it
1: you know what's crazy is emotions um scientifically only last for 90 seconds typically Mm. The, the whole feeling, what I mean by emotions is like anger, like tightness in your jaw, clenchy fist, like tightness in your belly, whatever mm-hmm. the feeling is, they typically last for 90 seconds. Our thoughts prolong them.
0: Mm-hmm. Our thoughts
1: can make us angry all day. Our thoughts can make us sad all day. And we typically start to intellectualize instead of just feeling the anger. So whenever you feel it, you can either try to make it make sense and have your brain latch onto thoughts and just could, like hold this feeling in perpetuity, or you can just sit with your body, like really just feel like man i feel like i need to cry right now and instead of like oh let me turn on hulu or let me go run like maybe you just need to cry for a second and then that will be mm-hmm. okay and then your brain will be more clear to process whatever's mm-hmm. going
0: on but I you actually to have to feel time. it in your
1: body where it's like kinda yeah.
0: try to let yourself i mean sometimes it's hard to like try to force stuff but like i've tried to be like damn, yeah, i don't feel good and then like really just try to like let yourself cry or let yourself kind of like just do something but then usually it's like three seconds later maybe to your point when it's like yeah all right <laughs>
1: But yeah, but the difference is right. So give yeah, hey, yourself that space. You might just be like, actually, I'm okay. Process it, let it go, mm. as opposed to like trying to avoid it. And then now you're in a meeting and you're like upset or whatever's going on. It's like you know, give yourself that time. But the way to do that is to tune into your body. Notice like mm. where the feeling is. Notice how your breath feels, and just allow. We're not good at allowing our bodies to feel anything just
0: allow yeah um carly has a a kind of graphic in our notes today and i guess this is kind of around where it says like redirect your mind away from trying to think the thoughts and like Mm -hmm. really like name and focus on the the bodily sensations going on and Mm -hmm. also like just breathing and like letting yourself feel them yeah like let yourself cry or like just whatever
1: and so I saw this, a therapist had posted it, um, and I thought it was so interesting because I know I try to intellectualize my feelings, and I want to be more conscious and and allow my body to process them so I can actually let them go. Because if you let them go, then they will, like, if you allow yourself to feel, you'll let them go. If you don't, then they'll get Mm -hmm. stuck in your body. That's when you get stress knots in your neck, in your hips, in your shoulders. That's when you start to get a crick, and you don't know where it came from. So- Mm -hmm. I want to go through an example real quick with this little graphic. I'm not going to read it, but I'm going to try to go through an example. So let's say that you have a new partner that you're really, really excited about. um, And then like, you know, one day it takes them a little bit too long to text back. And so you start to get really like anxious and then you Mm -hmm. start to feel, you know, this knot in your chest. We're going to go through it. So an unpleasant, an unpleasant feeling arises. So you feel anxious. So your mind starts to try to explain why you feel anxious. Oh man, they haven't texted me back. You know, my last person didn't text me back and then they were cheating on me and this and this. So instead of doing that, stop. You notice that you feel a knot in your chest. You take your mind away from the thoughts of trying to explain why you have that knot or where the anxiety is coming from. And then just focus on your body. So think about, okay, my breath is really shallow. My chest is tight you know, my, th- my throat's a little dry, um, I'm a little jittery, I feel a little anxious, you know, oh, I had too much caffeine. No, come back to your body and notice how you're feeling. And then mm-hmm. take a few moments just to breathe into that sensation. Maybe you put your hands on your chest and notice, okay, whenever I breathe a little deeper, it starts to go away. Oh, man, it feels like I need to cry maybe you start to cry, you know, you just spend that time with your body, you'll notice that your mind keeps on trying to go back to explaining Mm. away whatever's going on or to justifying your feelings or how dare he or she not text me back because I'm such a good person. Don't do that. Stay with your body just for a couple minutes. Take some deep breaths, feel it, let it exist, and then it'll go away. Mm. And if it doesn't, then maybe you take some time to journal or you talk to your therapist or something Um. else. And
0: then actually that reminds me that during so after with that session right I was during the session I was trying so hard to like not cry and I didn't really but of course my eyes got a little teary or whatever and I was a little tight but I remember I remember that afterwards I was like you know what I feel like I should just let myself cry and after we were she was gone and I was like and then I like cried for a little bit it was like 10 seconds probably but like then it did feel so much better to like, all right, cause I was really holding it in like, I was holding it in and I was like, man, let me just go ahead and, and cry about this. And I was, I just did. And I was like, oh, okay, that was like better, but still I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to be in my own privacy, I guess. Um, yeah. but yeah, like I didn't just like, after the session, I knew I was like, let me debrief with myself versus like, all right, you know, click out and I'm out and just keep moving. Um, because it was like like things I thought about like I had, that had never crossed my mind before, so I was like, man, like I really want to like sit with this for a second. Um, so I, I guess I am learning and retraining slowly.
1: <laughs> and I'm so excited. I am too. Slowly. Like I said, I'm for someone who and I figured it out. Stacey Ann calls me real time expressive.
0: Oh yeah, that's funny. Your girl,
1: be having all the feelings. Um,
0: real time expressive.
1: R T E. Exactly. Funny. I am for sure R T E. Um, um,
0: do you yeah, have but your, I noticed. Oh, go ahead. Go oh, go ahead.
1: ahead. No, no, no. What were you about
0: saying? I was gonna ask. Do you have your? Are you using your phone to record, or do you have your phone on you?
1: I'll have my phone.
0: So I just sent you um, this link to a tweet. I was laughing at this morning. <laughs> this little boy, this little baby, was feeling all the feelings, but that made me think about like what we we're gonna talk about in this episode two. Um, it's at the Thanksgiving table but this little little boy is like just saying what he's thankful for and he's like man I'm thankful because we have it so good and and like he's really like crying but like he's like man and you know sometimes I read books and it's bad and it's good for us and he was like really like into it and then people around the table were kind of like all right bro like it's not that deep (laughs) but it's so funny because I'm like oh man like imagine like you know the times when you're like man life is good or you feel good or whatever to be able to like really be expressive with it and i was just thinking about that like you know this baby like he's feeling it for real um and you know that's not a bad thing um but you got to watch it when you have second because
1: it's funny it's
0: like just like basically this episode
1: Um, (laughs) he might be our picture
0: (laughs) right (laughs) um but like i think i think um so i've enjoyed this conversation and I think it just kind of reminds me and helps me to be aware of like what to do um like I guess even first I like, I'm making sure I let myself acknowledge it but then what to do um so like for the listeners the things I would say like to take away and remember from all this is like a like you do have feelings um and that may seem so uh elementary or whatever but again like sometimes it's you know we do just act like we don't or like it's not cool too Um, So the next thing is it's okay to have them because we all do. Um, And it's important to feel them because it really does. I think it blocks a level of being present in life also. And it blocks like a level of intimacy with yourself. Mm -hmm. And um, it kind of blocks intimacy with other folks. If you're, when you're not, like when you're not acknowledging your own self um, in those ways. So it is important to feel those feelings. Um, And then for me, like where I'm at is just continuing to see like, okay, making sure I know where am I or like, what is this? What's going on? Or that something is even going on. Um, And then just still working, I guess, on feeling it. Because I I think I have started to notice that like when I do feel them, it really doesn't, it's not like a long thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of move on, too. So it's one of those maybe things where you just have to recognize, like, oh, it's actually not that bad or it's not, you know, that deep um, versus you're avoiding a thing that you think is going to be something. And that's, you know, just makes it even more extra than it needs to be. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and feel it. Yeah. That's what we talk about today.
1: Feel all the feelings um, and know that we're human. So you're going to have them, whether it's hormonal, whether it's life, whether it's whatever, like gonna have feelings i would say for people who already have all the feelings like let go of the shame of having them and expressing them and recognizing that you know not expressing in a way that you want or that you're used to like hiding your feelings can block that intimacy for sure like i've noticed before it's like you know if i know i'm around people who don't really feel feelings like that i'm not going to be as expressive because Mm. unless it's Stacey M. unless you know Mm -hmm. um because I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable but then I feel weird and I'm like you're Mm -hmm. judging me and then it becomes this weird thing so like even Mm -hmm. that just notice that we all have feelings um everybody does Mm -hmm. in the world and to take time to express them I'll put the little graphic in the show notes so if you want to practice you can do that um I know that I'm still trying to get in touch with myself and feeling my feelings and and actually like expressing them and I'm doing better about communicating with you know a partner about where mm-hmm. I am in space and, and allowing myself to be vulnerable with them too. So fill all the feelings, hit mm-hmm. us up at Carly's couch, let us know how you're feeling um, and how you're working on feeling those feelings this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Leave us five stars, leave a review. Let us know how you like the show, what you learned from the show, what you want to see from the show. Um, and do we have a shout out this week?
1: We do. Uh, so this week's shout out is Elio Wastebeads. Um, And it's an ancient practice for the modern girl. I was gifted a couple sets of waist beads and I went and it's this very beautiful experience. Um, The woman, and I do not remember her name, but I'll link her website and her Instagram so y'all can support her. Um, She talks about the history of the tradition coming from Africa, what it means, she hands out like information on all the chakras and the different colors and the stones and what those mean and how it can be a practice for both weight management and energy healing. And I just thought it was such a cool experience. I have made my own waist beads before um, and done that with some friends Mm -hmm. and have like a little waist bead party, but it was something cool about going to a place to a woman who's dedicated her life to this um into mm-hmm. sharing this with women which is really beautiful so definitely check her out if you're in uh, LA but I think she also ships so even if you're not here I think she can also ship waste beads too
0: and then that means you have to put them on yourself I guess
1: um I think she'll probably I think someone else will put them on but she'll probably include like instructions on how to do mm-hmm. it or like a video like her stuff was like her website's nice like all those things so okay
0: cool yeah check that out in the show notes um and then this week's question of the week Carly What's the most unusual thing that you've eaten, ever eaten?
1: <laughs> um, I would say a roasted ant from Colombia. Mm. Um, so whenever I was in uh, undergrad, one of my TAs, he was Colombian, and uh, he was, he came back from Colombia, and he was like, "You know, I brought you all a delicacy from Colombia." <laughs> And we were like, okay, cool, what is it? He was like, you got to tell me if you're going to eat it first or not before I waste it. He's was like, because these are expensive. <clears> Bro, that ant, if you're watching the video, that joint was like that big.
0: I about to say it had to be big, huh?
1: Yeah, he was able not it, it was a big-ass ant. Like, like that's it, the it,
0: length or that's how tall? That's
1: the height. That's the height. That joint was like Ew. that big. And he was probably like that wide, like equal, equal distance. But he poured a whole bunch in my hand. I was like, oh, God. So I just tried them. like, but they kind of taste like roasted peanuts. Like, have you ever had, like, it a It was, like, like a
0: freeze-dried, or, like, I had stuff on it?
1: No, nah, it was, like, they seasoned them mugs, tossed them in a thing, and mm. popped them in the oven or whatever, and roasted them whole. They're, mm. like, roasted peanuts. So they kind of taste – there was, like, how peanuts have the crunch. The ants mm. didn't have the – on the inside. It was just the outside kind of weird. It was weird, but
0: – Probably had no yeah. nutritional value, really, though, either, huh? I
1: mean, maybe a little bit of, pro, like, a <laughs> sprinkle of protein.
0: Mm, interesting. Um, for you? me, I would say sheep eyeball weird. soup um I was in when I was in Romania when I was 16 like 2001 and we were going to like different people's houses who lived there and they were just like feeding us and it was just like man I'm gonna just have to eat whatever they're giving me um and it was this soup and I was like stirring it and I was like mm, it was like eyeballs <laughs> and there was sheep eyeballs in it um it was just really weird but it wasn't bad it's just I think it was
1: good.
0: Uh, I remember the broth was good but I don't really even remember eating like the eyeballs like that, but also like in the Bahamas, we have um sheep tongue soup, but that's different because like the texture is just weird because it literally is like a tongue. Oh, like, I thought that I've had lingua. like
1: lingua, mm-hmm. like the Philippines. My dad did that to me, he like and made me try something before he something. told me what it was. It was beef tongue,
0: mm hmm. So, like having that chopped up, but like the eyeballs was like, eh. <laughs> um and then I'm pulling a Carly, I guess, because also in Romania, I had like uh cow brain i ate cow brains at a restaurant also but that like none of this stuff was bad really it's just different. okay
1: man actually i'm gonna be myself again uh coolie whenever i was in peru i had guinea pig
0: mm. and no it
1: doesn't come out looking like a little guinea pig it tastes like chicken but
0: mm-hmm. it's,
1: i guess they're larger guinea pigs but yeah like little and they like look the like
0: pieces this. of meat Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: that's fine <laughs> but yeah. it's like a delicacy mm-hmm. there it's like a thing cui cooly. Yeah.
0: and if you go to china you eating everything so everything. <laughs> yeah so i'm good on that sometimes it's like all right y'all taking it a little too far um
1: yeah So yeah those are the
0: top things i could think of
1: yeah i turned down a roasted scorpion whenever i was in thailand but not because it was a scorpion but because i didn't want to get sick from street food because i had just gotten sick in yeah, vietnam right. so i was like i'm good yeah
0: that's street food that's, <laughs> yeah that's how a lot of people get sick for sure <laughs> Um, so listeners let us know maybe something unusual that you've eaten. Again, we hope you appreciate it and enjoyed the episode. I did. Um, and we will see you
1: next week.